Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Liberty B-Side Podcast. My name is Steve King. Alongside me is Matt Luloyan. Matt, welcome to the B-Side Podcast. Been a been a minute. It has been a minute, and um, we had kind of an unexpected, unplanned interruption in B-Side, uh, B-Side Podcast. We didn't do one last week, is what I should say. <laughs> <laughs> the interruption was nothing happened. Nothing happened. That's right. And uh, so we actually, so, so Steve, you and Bob were actually both out early last week. We were. Yes. And we actually got no questions, so it kind of just made it on the on the on the fly call to executive uh, decision. No say, B-side. hey, you know what? We don't need to do one every week. Right. We'll we'll, we'll do one this week, and right. we got a question this week. There it is. So we just figured we would jump back in. Listen, if you guys don't ask questions, we're not doing this. No, you know what? If you don't ask questions, we're gonna do it even harder. Is that it? That's it. Double down. We're doubling down. And just talk for a while. We did time. have a question come in. We had a great question week. come in. Yep. We still are in the Rhythms of Grace series. But I think, too, before we jump into this week, yesterday was also just a really encouraging day on a lot of fronts. Uh, we did twice now this summer. We've done a, a one-service Sunday. Yes. It's it's actually possible in the summer to do that. We can all squeeze into one room and yep. the kids' rooms, and it worked out really well yesterday. Just a real joy to be be all together in that one space. Steve, you did a, a great job. It was also Family Worship Sunday. Family Worship Sunday. You did a great job with the kids' sermon. Yep. My daughter threw a little, uh, a little like curveball curve at you about love and kissing yes. being an expression of love. <laughs> so it was, well, okay, so it was one another. Anyone who wasn't there, I paid. Right? I paid her. You, I, I have no doubt you did. <laughs> Shay probably did too, right? Kara's just, walking around with a Chris twenty in her she wallet is. this week. Kara, just throw throw Mr. Steve off this morning. Just Thank you for making it easy. I thought it could it could have gone up a level. So thanks for just giving her kissing as the uh-huh. answer. Yeah. Yeah, was, so one one another was the sermon topic yesterday. So I brought that into the yeah. the children's sermon too. And so I had a word search. Anyone who wasn't there, a little word search. Let's find the words and forgive and serve and love were in there and the message you know, you see them and find them in a word search, but how do we see and find them in our lives, right? Yeah. And so we have to see the behaviors and do these things. You, um, you of course, forgot the most important one, which is monger. Monger was also in there, <laughs> which in the moment, I love kids, right? So in the moment, I did. I just, like, my mind wasn't ready to remember that monger is an actual word. It is, right? It's, 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 I, I, actually, that's a great question. Is monger... It is. Because you can fear monger or, like, war monger. Monger is a mon- real word. It's like whelmed. Can you, you can be overwhelmed and underwhelmed, but so, can you ever be whelmed? Well, the, is, it, is, monger, is, is monger an actual... Is monger a word? Well, the, the father of the, uh, of the child sent me the, the definition afterwards, sent me a link to the dictionary. Monger is in there. That's amazing. Denoting a dealer or trader in a specified commodity. Wow. Right? A person who promotes a, spe- a specified activity, situation, or feeling. Yeah. Right? So a warmonger is someone that it's like yeah. they're dealing in war, they, right? They're a dealer. So I just texted I just texted him back and said, I am not smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> I'm just like, I, dude, he is a sharp kid. He's a sharp kid. Yeah. True story, right? Yeah. And so and, and also has a fantastic sense of humor. Yeah, I, I like that. Got me. Yep. I was like, I was like laughing pretty hard yep. over on the side. So when that <laughs> happened, I just forgot what monger. I was like, I remembered in the moment. I was like, oh, monger's a word. That's right. But I wasn't ready to think that there's actual other words in there. Yeah. But in asking, well, love. How do we? All right. So what do? How do we see love? What's an example of love? Yeah. And of course, your daughter said kissing. <laughs> so, which yep. is not wrong. 
Sure. But not exactly... <laughs> not what you were going for. I wasn't going for Eros. That's no. not the love I was really focused on. No, our, right. our, our tech guy here at Liberty <clears throat> yeah. uh, is a PK. His dad's a pastor. Okay. Yep. And so he actually sent that little clip from our video, from our recorded video, oh, yeah? to his father and, and mother... <laughs> And just saying, hey, you know, hey, Dad, you you miss doing kid sermons when you used yeah. to get curveballs from your own kids, yep. you know, from pastors' kids about the, and uh, yeah, it was a funny. funny I think it, a children's sermon because a couple a couple parents came up to me afterwards and said said something funny, and I said like ten percent of a children's sermon is like your preparation. Oh yeah, and ninety oh, yeah. percent is totally. knowing how to respond in the moment to yeah. what actually happens. Yeah. right. So it's it's an it's an exercise in like improv because your daughter said, "Oh, so Kara was like it was kissing," and the next answer was hugging, dating, yeah. dating. I was like, got I was like we there. are no I, everybody. Can we just come back home with me real quick? And that's when I was like, let's let's go to serving. What's let's, an example of service? The, let's get off the love. That's right. Get off for love for a second. Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah, so there we go. That's One funny. another was the was the sermon topic for the children's sermon, and then also the sermon. You're right; it was a great day to have everybody in one service. It was. Right? We've had two yeah. services for a couple of years now, and to come back together in one. Uh, we had a picnic in the park yesterday, so there's some yeah. other reasons we had yep. one service, and it was a great great day together. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So we're uh, we're kind of actually nearing now the halfway point of the Rhythms of Grace series. Crazy enough, we've got all of August. Uh, Have we done four already or five? I think we've done four. We've done four, okay. Well, no, because we st- well, there was an intro in July. So we've done five, including oh, the intro. Okay. But then four Rhythms of Grace. There's five left. Yeah, five to go. Yeah. Four in August, and then the first Sunday of September, we'll wrap it all up. Yes. So we've, okay. uh, yeah, got some good weeks ahead. Um, this next coming week is going to be Bible study and prayer. The week after is going to be Sabbath. So a couple in the, in the worship uh, value of ours. But yesterday, yep. as you said, one anothering, that's in the community value uh and so talked a lot about that from first peter chapter four yeah give us the give us the 90 second summary of the sermon from yesterday yeah so um there's you know 50 plus one another commands in the new testament now that counts uh some some repetitive ones but um one there's a lot of passages you could go to romans 12 is another great one that unpacks this a little bit but uh first peter four in this in this relatively concise four or five verses Peter actually says three in a row uh, and actually frames them too in a way that says, because the return of Jesus is near, because the, because the end of all things is at hand, um, live, you know, do the opposite of what maybe you would naturally instinctively do, which is to live for yourself, kind of squeeze every drop out of life for yourself and actually live selflessly and live as stewards. Yep. So those are two big points from first Peter, Peter four in light of Jesus's imminent return, uh, live selflessly and live as good stewards of God's grace. So this this rhythm of grace actually was originally called one anothering through spiritual gifts. Yeah. It was always like twice as long as every other title. We could never title fit of. it on a nice piece of paper, right? <laughs> and kind yeah. of a mouthful. <laughs> we were trying to like get a lot of mileage out of the one rhythm of grace and pack a lot into it there. Yeah. So we really just call it one anothering now. But it does have a lot to do with spiritual gifts because the spiritual gifts are, are what we receive from God to use in our pursuit of one anothering. So they yeah. are very related to one another. <clears throat> First Peter 4, I thought, put all of that together in a nice, concise way as Peter is writing um, to, to people he refers to as exiles, you know, people who are on the margins of their, their cultures and society. Um, and so that's that's where we were. We're First Peter 4, 7 through 11, um, talking about selflessness and stewardship. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I thought you did a really good job with that. I also appreciated the... The insight and challenge there of, and I don't know if I'll remember the exact three things, but they were, everyone has them, they're different, 
person to person, and they're not for you. That was it, right? Okay, there's the three. That's, yep. that's okay. Peter's succinct. Well, yes, not just Peter's. Paul, I mean, <clears throat> Apostle Paul has the yeah. same kind of. That's the summary of their teaching on spiritual gifts. Like, yeah. you, you have them, right? They're different from other people's, and they're not for you. They're not for you. They're for the glory of God. Yep, and they're for the good of others. Yeah, and I appreciate. It. I thought it was a good insight on. Um, we kind of, uh, okay, let's create a picture. What does that, what does that feel similar to? Well, it's similar to the, the financial planner who receives money from, from everybody, but like, it's not their money. It's not theirs. Right. And so, so similar because, uh, I do think that we could come up with examples and spend time talking about, it. we won't right now, but like we could, any one of us could probably spend time thinking about where, where someone who's proclaimed to have had a gift has used that gift for their own benefit. Right. Like any one of yeah. us can remember where we've either been, um, you know, to a to a point that's actually created some some anxiety or, or stress for us, or we just see it. We just see it in the world where people like we take our strengths and we turn yeah. them into things that serve us, and that happens in the church too. Yeah, I I I have to battle that. Um, you know, by the grace of God, I've I've seen growth in this in my own life, but I have to battle that. Um, you know, even when it comes to teaching, for example. So mm-hmm. I think. You know, I'd say this with humility, but I would say I, I believe God's given me a gift in teaching. I'm not. By any means, the best preacher or teacher in the world, but I've got a, a spiritual gift in that realm. Agreed. Yep. And and love to use it for the good of people. But that's that's maybe one in particular in my own life, at least that I that I that can become warped and to say, mm-hmm. am I using a gift that God's given me to to gain acclaim, esteem from other people, to gain respect from other people, or am I actually using this to truly serve people and help them yeah. uh, understand what God has revealed in His Word and to to follow Him faithfully? Like that yeah. that's that's the right way to use that gift. Yeah. It's like as a, to serve other people with that gift that God's given me, not to you know build a uh, a platform and a yeah. lot of like uh, you know gain a lot of appreciation and respect from people through through using that gift. Right. So that's that's even a, maybe a short example of how yeah. that can even happen in my own life. Yeah, and that and that just there, there's something that feels subtle. Yep. But also that's not so subtle in that mindset, in that shift, sure. right? And so that was a great, great insight and challenge yesterday related to, to spiritual gifts. So we had, we had a, we did have a question come in great this week. Um, one question or two questions. Uh, the first one, which, well, here it is. Just, all right. We gotta, we gotta figure this out now. Here okay. we gotta find these okay. answers. Which one and othering do you see, do you see alive and well in our church? Oh yeah. And then which do you see us as a church needing to grow the most? It's a really good question. Good question. It's a really good question. Hard and, question. And also, like, maybe gives me a softball to say this is a great another reason to keep a PDF or a hard copy of those of those one another's somewhere that you can get to them relatively. Oh, quickly. I thought you were pulling up like the scoreboard where we mark when we see one another's and everybody <laughs> the accounting that we're keeping of everybody. Well, yes, of course. I oh, got okay, that. Okay, I okay. mean, that's a given. I mean, that's yeah. not up on my screen right now. <laughs> that's right, the right. yeah. Right. But the, uh, the the little PDF they actually put together four years ago when we first rolled out the Rhythms of Grace, it's, it's a it's a front and a back. It's got yep. all 55 instances uh, in the New Testament where the one another commandments are listed. Yep. There's re- a lot of repetition. And there's a ton of them that are love one another, like 10 of them are love one another. Yeah. And actually a surprising number are encourage one another. And there's a bunch around that as well. Um, so I would say... I really see us as a church community serve one another very well. I think we are a church um, by and large that really shows up for each other. Um, and particularly in whenever there are um, tangible needs that play out in our midst. I think you see people show up for meet with meals in an incredible way, moving help, cleaning help, showing up in people's like, I think, I think we just do that stuff so well. I think we've developed by the grace of God, um, a lot of deep 
relationships with other people in the church and a sense of church family and a sense of like, I want to respond well to, to serve each other. So that's at least one that comes to mind for me mm-hmm. that we do really well. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have, Steve, on that too. Yeah. You know, I, you know, my mind, you're answering the question really well. I'm like, I probably, my initial thought is as I read through them and think about our people, our community is made up of so many individuals. We know this. Yeah. And so I read through and I go, I think we're doing, I'm grateful. I can think of so, I can think of so many instances of of all these going well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard for me to say collectively, what's the, what's the aggregate score um, of, of them, you know? And so I, I think there's a lot, there's, I think we have a great job of being at peace with one another um, of having harmony with one another. I think we build one another up and, you know, we talked about Thessalonians. Yeah. Um, I do think that we bear one another's burdens, mm-hmm. you know, well, I can think of like a number of people that do that well and just collectively, I think we do that really well. So yeah. those ones kind of stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, certainly like you're, you, you said, there's probably like 10 to 10 to 12 love one another commands yeah. in scripture and love itself is like a really it's a huge category. That's a huge category. Really broad. And I do think generally I'd say our church loves one another. I yeah, think if you I come so. here, our people do experience that. Yeah. Um, so I think the, you know, this side of the question, I think there's so many of these, if not all of them, I can think of seeing where they're done. Well, mm-hmm. it's the other side of the question. Then I go maybe collectively, yeah. I'll start you, you start the, the, what do we do? Well, I'll start the, what do we don't do? Well, Great. I'll say, I think all of them. I think like all of these are okay. still come to mind. Okay. Of, I don't know if there's one I'd say we we need to grow the most as much as. Is that a cop out answer? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, our questioner is typing and texting me right now. Is that a cop out answer? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Um. Because I would say, in which do we need to grow the most? I'd say, well, let's not stop growing in any of them. Mm-hmm. So that's that is the cop out answer for sure. Agreed. Um. I you know where I would where I'm probably. Some of these we don't know. Yeah. So think about like James, pray for one another. Yep. I think at our church here, and you and I as as eld bolt two two of our elders here, and so you know certainly two people that in leadership roles of our church that kind of get it get a, a a high view of the community at times. Yeah. We can sometimes reflect and just believe. Wow, we wish wish we saw more prayer. Yep. As a habit in our church. Yep. Meaning. When we have prayer gatherings, it'd be great if more people came. Mm-hmm. When we offer prayer during the service and the back during communion, that'd be wonderful if people came back there more frequently. Yeah. Yesterday we had a people come back, That's right? which is awesome. That's fantastic. So like we can sometimes, I think when you're in a role where you get to kind of see that the, everything in front of you more frequently, yep. you can see the what's missing. You can see the gaps. Yep. And probably I'd be prone to say, ah, I wish our community had more of a, observable habit of prayer for one another. Mm-hmm. And yet, man, I know there's a lot of people that are faithful people of prayer in our church. Yeah. And so it's hard for, it would be hard for me to say, absolutely. That's the area where we need to grow the most as much as, man, I think we all need to be growing in that all the times. That's true for all of these. Yeah. I'm giving a, probably a cop out answer. I'm trying to at least bring some context to why it's not just a cop out, but it has some, Something behind it. Yeah, but, I don't I, know, no, that, that's that. that's not a cop out to me. That the, I mean, a prayer. I think prayer is a great one to to call out. Notwithstanding that there are people that are really committed to pray for one another um, and to do that well. So, yeah. I, but I do think I do think my perception also is that broadly speaking, that is one we could definitely do better, yeah. grow in more than some of the others. I mean, Steve, I'm surprised you didn't mention this one because it's it's actually in there twice. It's in Second okay. Corinthians 
13, as well as 1 Peter 5, 14, greet one another with the kiss of love. Right. And so, I mean, so Kara was really trying to help us grow in that yesterday when she, when she referred to kissing out of love. Listen, (laughs) I, listen, I grew up, I, I'm, I'm Dutch. I grew up in North Jersey, melting pot of communities, Uh grew up with a lot of like Italian families around me. My brother-in-law is Italian. I grew up in family that you kiss people. Yeah. So like it would. That's I, a Jersey thing. It's a Jersey I mean, growing thing. Growing up in Jersey, right? like a little kiss on the cheek. Yep, kiss yeah. on. The, so I yep. kiss. I would. I would kiss anybody. <laughs> this is. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Steve King. Today is the last day of my. <laughs> this is how it ends. This is how it ends. <laughs> this is how it ends. Um, but like I'm so comfortable that I, I and just so I think I'm pretty sure when Abby and I got married that was like a thing that I was like why like what I don't yeah. I'm comfortable giving people kisses on the cheek yeah. to say hi. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. How are you yeah. doing? Right yeah. And so, I, hey, I'm, I'm all about the holy kiss. The holy kiss. I'm the holy kiss. Yeah. We don't do the holy kiss. Uh, we could make the argument there culturally, contextually, that in many cultures and contexts, you know, for us right now, including central Pennsylvania, yeah. there's not a whole lot of kissing done right. in that regard. Right. But warm handshakes, warm greetings, warm embraces would capture the same principle. Of okay. And you're saying, are you saying, honestly, you think we need no, more? No, I, <laughs> I was just saying, kissing is on here, Steve. We were, we're just riding high from that dad joke yesterday in the sermon. <laughs> oh, Matt. <laughs> I, um... I think that might be the most broad response from the congregation from that's anything that's ever yeah. been said from the but it was booze. There was opinions. It was all booze. There was an opinion. It was, it was a lot, lot of booze. A lot of booze. Lot of booze. Yeah, the yeah. Netflix joke. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> oh man. How do you bounce back from that? How do you bounce? Okay, so more honestly, yep. more honestly, I would say um a couple things. One, I think we there's a lot of there's a lot of encourage one another's. Or or Romans twelve talks about in humility, um, well, that is Romans as well, but I'm thinking of a different one. Romans 12 talks about um, honoring one another, outdo one another in showing honor. There, I just found it. Outdo one another in showing honor. Uh, I think that's something that actually could come up in our church. I think we have a lot of, um, like, like I receive a decent amount of encouragement from things that happen in our church. I think you do, Steve. I think <clears throat> some of our leaders and staff members do when things go well. Um, but I will say there is a substantial difference and I read a great book some years ago because this is an area that I needed and continue to need to grow in is what is what is like real affirmation of other people look like. Okay. It's a great book by a guy named Sam Crabtree called Practicing Affirmation. It was really helpful for me. need to go back to it over and over again. But the difference between what I would call more of a surface level encouragement and a really deep encouragement okay. where where like. A surface level encouragement, so I'll just use my, myself as an example, as a, as a pastor, like someone who comes up and says, hey, good sermon today, pastor. That's encouraging. Mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I receive that, you know, through this person as a way of saying like, hey, that something resonated there. That's great. So I, I don't, I don't want to at all like diminish that, but there is something very different when someone says, the way you either spoke about this or the way you showed up in my, like to give specific substance to something that they've seen mm-hmm. or some kind of growth that they've seen in me or some kind of like, that's a different kind of depth of encouragement <clears throat> and a different kind of showing honor to another person where, and a more vulnerable way of showing it. Cause you're actually saying something specific, which means you're really paying attention. Um, so I think that's one that, that I read on here. And I say, I think we could come up in the qualitative how the, the quality of our encouragement, the quality of the honor we show one. I think we do that, yeah. Yeah. but the quality of it, I think, could come up. And then the other one that, that kind of jumped out at me reading through this in light of this question was, um, comes from Colossians 3, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Mm, yep. So I think we have a, a church where we <clears throat> are taught and are admonished, broadly speaking. 
I think we had that happens through our liturgy, that happens through our worships, our sermons. Um, I think that happens through the content that we engage with together in Bible study groups, our guides, and when we read books together, like Gentle and Lowly. I think there is instruction and admonishment. Um, I wonder, and maybe I perceive more broadly across the church, uh, a gap of how much are people one-on-one with one another engaging in that teaching and admonishing in each other's lives. Hmm. Where they're saying, you know, hey, Steve, I I actually saw the other day – seemed like you were getting kind of like short and impatient with your kids. Like what was going on there, man? Like mm. it, it seemed like maybe you were, you were, you know, like if like, that's an example, I'm not sure. yep, calling right. out something specific in you right now. You were there. I, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> but you, but you, you hear what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, like this yeah. one-on-one teaching and admonishing each other. It, <clears throat> it takes a lot of grace to do that. Well, it takes a lot of humility to receive that well and not react viscerally when yes. someone speaks into something specifically in your life. Yep. But that's even maybe where I, I sense we're okay with, I, I once heard it, and this is a, an author's quote that I can't think of the author now, but I heard this quote that people will tolerate you saying anything to them from the pulpit as long as you leave them alone in their actual life. Sure. Okay. Yep. So that's that's more directed to pastors and elders like, like us. Yeah. But it applies maybe to this same idea of admonishing and teaching one another yeah. where people are fine with like broad brush admonishment from a sermon where I'm mm-hmm. saying, Hey, everyone in general do this. Right. It's very different to have someone one-on-one sit against you. not against you sit across, yeah, across from you, across from you. Yep. and say to you, um, Hey, this is actually something I perceive in your life that yeah. you're, that, that actually you're, you're off. You're inconsistent yeah. with your profession of faith in Jesus here. Yeah. Uh, or I just perceive this as a weakness that I would love to see you growing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one that I don't, my sense is that that doesn't happen a ton mm. relationally one-on-one across the life of our church. Yeah. That's good. Good insight. There, it, it, it leads me to, to think you need that in order to do what Hebrews 3 calls us to, is to exhort one another. For sure. Right? In order for us to exhort one another, we have to actually be able to find, yeah. you know, find that vulnerability and that trust with each other in those moments that you're describing. Yep. Um, yeah, that's well said. So, so. Some others that came to mind as we were talking through it, right? Great. Really yeah. question. So maybe even a little bit related um, in Mark 9, living at peace with one another mm. um, or be at peace with one another. Yeah. And I know that we've had at least a couple of sermons over the years, probably years ago. Um, peace is not peace is not the natural state of things. Mm. Peace is actually the result of conflict being resolved. Yeah. Most often it is, yep. right? And so to live at peace with one another, and then in First Peter 5, um, to be at harmony with one another, mm-hmm. these ideas of actually having that relationship with someone, that's that's earned. That's yeah. like, that's fought for. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's probably similar to all the stuff that you're saying. When you're in a community that creates this, yeah. you find hard moments with each other. And so maybe I'd... I don't know if we have uh, opportunity. It's opportunity to grow in all these things. Yeah. Well, hey, let's make sure that nothing about, um, much like you know, nothing about the grace from God is cheap. Yeah. Let's let nothing about the peace of our community be cheap. That's good. You know, let's make sure that we actually, if you see someone that should be admonished, or if you have a question, like, man, what's going, what's going on over there? Yeah. What's that person think, believe? Why are they saying what they're saying? Yeah. It's good for us to lean into those conversations to pursue that person. Yeah. And to do it with a. While loving them, right? Yeah. While pursuing them with brotherly affection, right? Yeah. All these things need to be the same. Um, so that we actually don't the kind of struck me as I was reading through the list. Oh yeah, we need that so we don't do 
um, what James calls us to not do, which is do not speak evil against one another. Yeah. Do not grumble, grumble. against one another. Yeah. So there's the one and others that are in there that we should do. There's also a couple that we shouldn't do, right? Right. Don't speak evil and don't don't grumble against one another. And those things happen when you don't have when you have cheap peace. Cheap peace. That's the that that stuff happens. We've talked about maybe the difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking. There you go. Peacekeeping being that surface level, like, okay, we're okay. Let's not do the conflict. Let's sweep it under the rug. We're peacekeeping. Correct. Peacemaking is what you're describing. Yeah. Through through con this is a Ken Sandy thing. Like through Peace that is achieved through conflict, not peace that's superficially kept, you know, right. keeping everybody happy, appeasing people, right. but, but making peace through the conflict. Yep. So that's, I think that's a grad, that's really good insight. And, and we were in a, you know, I was listening recently to, um, to a, a podcast and speaker just kind of sharing this Christian perspective on the, the, the rate of moral change that we see around us. You've talked about this maybe a couple times. I forget exactly how you've done it because I'm saying it. I'm kind of remembering that. Yeah. Um, you know, in the past, maybe be like, hey, it took like a couple hundred years for society to change their opinion on that. And now it's like, give give society five years and like we like make massive moral shifts. Big time. Big time. In short right? order. Yeah. Um, you know, it's even, um, you know, it's just even right now, like where um, it's, it's it, there's a possibility of, of uh, same-sex marriage being codified into law. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like it was a helpful reminder. Someone said, if you have a child who is eight years old, they're older than that being common in our society because right. like, Obergefell is not actually eight 20, years old 2015 yet. Right. it's not even eight yeah. years old yet right yeah. it's like oh yeah and now we're talking about codifying into law I'm just using an example sure. to say massive moral shifts happen everything that's happened the last couple of years even with COVID look at what's happening in our politically driven society mm-hmm. it is very easy actually for us to have cheap peace sure to have us come here receive anything that comes from the pulpit yeah kind of like agree while we're in the sanctuary together and then when we leave kind of go back to retreat to our own spaces again yeah which happens naturally but it's just that when when we see our brothers and sisters living or acting or speaking in a way that causes us to have a question like well we should pursue that go create peace go embrace the peace go actually test the peace yeah that you have and if yeah i mean if matt if i came to you and said or if you did like if you came to me and said what you said before that hypothetical if it was sure. real if you're like hey Steve I saw you the other day whoa you kind of got real mad at your children there yeah. and, and I actually kind of saw you kind of brush Abby away as she kind of tried to help you what was up with that yeah if I responded with like defensiveness and like sure. I don't want to talk about it well that might actually suggest the piece that you and I have it might not actually be all that real sure or whoa I actually need I, I have a blind spot that I need yeah. even more help on I got to work on it yeah. right so it's good. Do we have in our community anyone listening? Yeah, reflect on that. Or that's hey, great. Like, that's a yeah, yeah. That's great. And that that non cheap, non superficial f- version of peace. I think that's really good. Yeah. So that's what kind of yeah. That's, that's great. Good, good answer. Great. There. Great question. That was a good question. Yeah. Great question. And man, if you have other thoughts on that, as you reflect on that, you know, Bible study group conversations for those still meeting. Love to hear your take on that too, because this is a big. Of course, all these rhythms of grace are massive. They got lots built into all yes, of them. True. The one and others, maybe in particular, has so much in it. Um, but um, yeah, as you reflect on those, we'd love to hear more of your thoughts on that. Yeah. The other the question I had this other question. Yeah. Which was like, this they, is, they they they, they, um, they kind of uh, gave some context. Okay. To it. They kind of put okay. in the corner and said, "Hey, it's a little off topic." If, if there's no time, one, yeah. if there's time, and I'm like, we'll create some time sure. here, right? So it's a little bit of a hypothetical question. If you could remove one physical thing, not an idea, not a category, 
from the world to make it a better place, what would it be? One physical One thing. physical thing. So, so think, it's saying like you can't say like racism. I'd like or, to remove racism. Sin. Or sin. Sin. Right. That, of course, we're would be our... Yeah, sin. we're done. We're done. Okay. <laughs> right. Can't do that. Yeah. But uh, So so what, what, what do you think they're asking there? Remove one physical thing. Like Yeah, remove one... So is there one physical... Whether it's an item, you know, I guess any, anything physical, anything material, not okay. an idea, not a okay. concept, not okay. a category. Okay. And if you could just take that out of the world. Okay. It doesn't exist anymore. I think I have my answer. What would make the world a better place? Steve, I would love to hear your answer. Okay. I think I think the modern day social media. Modern like day social media. Whatever we got media. going on right now, everything that's happened okay. in the last maybe so, even like 15 plus years of social media boom. Okay. So can, okay. So let me push on that and say... Is that physical? Is that a physical thing? I don't know. <laughs> you would... These are phony baloney rules. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is new chat, new cat, new turf for us. This is new, new If new it's area. not physical enough, um, okay, one, yeah. May, maybe like the iPhone then. I don't know. Okay. Maybe the iPhone. Okay. That's yeah. physical. That's physical. That my mind went that way, so I was going to say maybe the smartphone. Okay, the smartphone. Okay, I, I wouldn't because I thought about the internet, but I actually don't think removing the internet by itself would be the would be the thing. I, there's so many good uses of the yeah, internet too, uh, yeah, and information being yep. accessible to yeah. so many. I think there's so a the lot smartphone. of good, but the smartphone yep. as a physical item, right? And and how it turns people into the tool rather than keeps the technology mm. the tool that the people yep. use. Okay, yeah. That's where my mind went. Okay. I went because I, it's like I, I'm I'm not opposed to computers or computer power Correct. or information yep. or the internet. Right. I'm, there's so many good redeemable uses of that. Yep. But I think the the carrying it around with us all the time. Yep. And what that then leads us to in terms of how hyper connected we feel like we always have to be. Yeah. Um, how much time it, it takes up and how much it turns us into a tool of yep. of things like social media of. So I'm, I think we're I think we're in a similar we're going, space. going the same direction. I and went I went smartphone yeah. was my was my and social media for me isn't just the the concept of yeah. social media. I'm yeah. thinking of like the actual like truly the destructive yeah. the the like the destruct destruction creating habitually creating patterns of social media like, like yeah. Twitter Instagram like the the addictive the addictive algorithm yeah. yes yep. yep. And, this, and the way that that then translates to like crazy high high rates, spikes of anxiety, yep. depression. That's right. Especially among kids. So maybe mine's, maybe mine's got too much overlap of the physical and the concept. But then, sure, take away the smartphone and that helps. Yeah. No, I hear okay. what you're saying. That's good. I mean, you didn't go to like, you didn't say like Mark Zuckerberg or you didn't say no, like I, I Facebook's mean, headquarters or something. Meta, Meta's headquarters. No, or I mean, they're, they're listening right now. I don't know. This is... My iPhone's my iPhone is totally from me. That uh, so you and you and Greg, our pastoral resident, were in yes, this okay. morning before I got here to the office, and apparently my um, Apple yes. Home, my little, I have a little like I use it as a Bluetooth speaker in my office. And yeah. Apparently, it like just started playing music randomly by it itself without Greg opened the door and it was just on. It was playing. Yeah. And it's like this is this is weird. There you go. So you, there you go. You have to tell me tell you. I told you it was weird <laughs> already. Yeah. <laughs> They've been listening. They've been listening for All months. Right. Um, okay. A, yeah. Great question. That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. Uh, we, maybe we should circle back to the person who asked this question okay. and see if if that person has a an answer too. If anyone has stuck with us long enough on this episode and you have an something that you'd want to get rid of, something physical, something physical. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. There it is. Okay. Hey everyone, thank you for joining on the B side next week. Uh, well, the next three weeks, you're not preaching, Matt, because next week we have next week is Pastor Bob Bob Carvella. On that, Bible study and prayer. That's right. And then Greg Kabakshian, our new resident. Yep. At some point, we're just going to start calling him our resident. Right? He's in. He's in. Staff member. A lot, everyone got, I think so many people got a chance to at least see and meet Greg yesterday. Yep. 
uh, Sabbath on the 14th, and yep. then Andrew Dimsky. Yep. Uh, Elder Andrew Dimsky on yep. relational pursuit. I was going to say, he's doing, I think, the relational pursuit one. That's right. And then you're yep. back on for mission and Bali concentration. Then you're, then you're stuck with me again for a long time. That's it. Yep. We've got, uh, yeah, and then we'll finish out that series at the beginning of September. We'll do our big fall kickoff September 11th. Yep. But September 11th also kicks off our new fall series. Yep. And we'll have Bible study guides and all that. So more to come. More to come. But uh, Teaser. hang in there for Rhythms of Grace. We're, yep. we're really enjoying the series. Glad to have it back out in front of us after these four years. and. Want to keep it in front of us on a consistent basis. It's great. Yeah. Hey, everyone, thanks for joining. Enjoy the rest of the week. We will see you on Sunday. Take care, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B-Side podcast. For more resources and information about our church, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.